workout today is race to the bottom. We have a combination of push press and double unders. Your push press go from 10 to 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, the whole way down to 1. And our double unders stay consistent at 30. So it's 10, 30, 9, 30, and so on and so on and so on. The recommended weight today is 60 or 42 and a half for push press. This is a not nothing when it comes to push press. 60 kilos, 42. It's heavy, isn't it? Yeah. Like the 10 will be tough. The 9 will be tough. The 8 will be rotten. And then it kind of gets more comfortable. But you've already done such a big chunk of work that it's not comfortable anymore. And then you're giving us 300 double unders as well. I didn't even think about the double unders till literally there now. Um, but that's a good point on the on the numbers. When you get the eights done, you're halfway on the push press. Yeah, on the push press. So that's a big chunk of the work done, but not on the double unders. Yeah, but all of a sudden then it starts to become a double under workout. Exactly. It? Yeah, that's wild. Um, what are we working on? Yeah, so definitely working on a bit of upper body power and strength in the push press. It's heavy, lots of reps to get through, and then with the double unders, we're working on a lot of stamina endurance cardio and we know that the double unders like they take it out of our shoulders quite a bit mm-hmm. so the combination of the two shoulder exercise is going to get the shoulders feeling um less than okay but then <laughs> we're going to build like lots of stamina in them lots yeah. of power i always think of this as punching power because the shoulders when you're doing a lot of rounds on a on heavy bag for instance you 10 rounds on heavy bag your shoulders start to get it after a while mm-hmm. and it kind of feels like this to kind of get that numb feeling where you still have to produce power towards yeah, the end. You gotta go find so, it somewhere. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I love that. Um, how should we be approaching the push press? Are, is it a weight and is it a workout where we should be trying to do every round unbroken or are we trying to be a bit more strategic with it, like break up the 10s, 9s, I think unbroken would be good yeah. because it, like, I, I'd be thinking, dial up my my aggression dial up my power dial up my strength like i'm gonna go to war with the barbell nice for the 10 mm-hmm. i'm gonna try and stick with it because i think the last few reps in the sets is where it gets really valuable then you're dropping it and you, you just be efficient through your double unders and you're kind of mentally getting ready for the next set on the barbell and that one off the top every single round i got one less to do one less to do should psychologically pull us forward into it i can do the next one i can take on the challenge of staying unbroken and that's when we're building. You got, got to think it's it sucks in the moment, but you got to think the shoulders, the strength, the power, the endurance you're building every time you hang on to it a bit longer. There's also just the bar, like bearing down on our body, it's mm. driving heart rate up, it's forcing our midline to do work. All those things, it's all benefit if we can keep the bar in us a bit longer. Deadly. Double understand. Are these like? Are we trying to be active in our recovery with these? Are we trying to really push the tempo on these? What's the way to go after that? Yeah, do you think? I think efficient because, like you said, it's going to start turning into a double under workout later yeah. on. So in the first early rounds, you might be that might be the welcome part. Oh, thank God for these! <laughs> but then all of a sudden, you're doing like five push press, and you're like, okay, back double unders, th- and a four back to double unders, and then they're gonna like that's gonna start accumulating, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it kind of switches nicely that way. Yeah, there's a point there where you have ninety double unders and you do three push press right at the end yeah 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 exactly yeah when you put um, it that way it's really it, it does start really emphasizing that yeah. um using the magic eight ball that you have you, you know you shake it and it comes up with a prediction what goes wrong for us in this workout like as an athlete where do people lose it miss it and where can they make it that's up? a great question 
it's definitely in the dip and drive. Yeah. That's where it happens. I'm so glad you said the right answer there. I was teeing you up going, he better say dip and drive. <laughs> <laughs> the dip and drive goes to shit for people. It's really hard because it's a restricted position. It's a very short range of motion. It's two inches. But that, that little dip in with a vertical torso, our feet planted on the ground, our legs loaded, it's quite an uncomfortable one. But if we find it over and over, we think about when we're when we're at our most athletic, like when we're playing sports or anything like that. That position is where most of most athletic things ha like get loaded and start from. If we're like throwing a punch, throwing a ball, throwing a kick, we load the legs and then we explode out of it. And I think if we're going to be disciplined around something, it's about like pay attention to the dip drive position that we're that coach is asking us to find, and then as we go, notice that that is starting to break down or wants to break down. And controlling that is where a lot of our effort should go.